Hello, and welcome to an intro to Anthro with two humans. I'm human number one, John McRae. And I'm human number two, John Lear. And this is the podcast where we reassess what it means to be human. And the title of this episode is Holding Hands and Pitching Woo, Dating and Courtship Through the Ages. <laughs> so, 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 John, I don't know if uh, the title actually comes from a line uh, from the Merle Haggard song, Okie from Muskogee. He said Pitching Woo? Pitching Woo, yeah. Wow. And in the, the line, in the, it's a 1969 song. It actually says, uh, he's kind of talking about traditional values in Muskogee, Oklahoma. And <laughs> he says, we don't make a party out of loving. We like holding hands and pitching woo. Pitching woo. <laughs> Which is, I don't know. It's kind of like pitching horseshoes, I guess. Only I, well, I've seen like pitching a TV show, like you're trying to sell something. <laughs> yeah, maybe you that's more I mean? like it. Yeah, yeah. you're like, hey. Yeah, uh, yeah it, I don't know. I don't think it's as, as far as like the English term chatting up birds or something. You know, when you go out and right. you try to flirt and try to. No, I, pitching, I pitching woo feels a little more <laughs> romantic. <laughs> right, right. I uh, I think in the the etymology online was saying something like the the word woo comes from an old English word that meant to bend or to like it, to bend someone to your to your oh, way. So, so it, it is, is like pitching a TV show. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you should look at it. if we ever pitch a TV show for them. We'll, We'll woo them. We'll woo them. Yes, we'll we will. Them, send yes. them some flowers. Take them out to dinner. Yeah. We're not going to chat those birds up. We're going to pitch some woo. <laughs> yeah, we want to make love to our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and actually, this topic comes uh, to us by way of one of our listeners, Winnie. And uh, a few a big shout out to Winnie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Old friend from our days of doing our lecture series. Right, right. And so a few months back, Winnie sent us an, a short article from the Daily Shout section of the New Yorker. And you and I have talked about the New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not huge fans of the New Yorker. That's not true. That's not fair. No, yeah, we just kind of you know, see it for what it is. It's basically <laughs> the reader's digest uh, for the intellectual, for the, intellectual. The, inte the, yeah, the, the, the urban intellectual pseudo intellectual. Some, somebody gave me, uh, they gave me the New Yorker collection of comics or, you know, like cartoons. No from New it's a two volume. It's so heavy I, it, for Christmas. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. I don't know what this is. I <laughs> opened it up. Brick. <laughs> it's like a two volume. It looks like an Atlas. I'm going to have to buy you, you. There's no way to read this thing in the bathroom. If you know what well, I mean. Well, I, I was going to say, I think you should keep it in the bathroom because if you run out of toilet paper, that's your backup. <laughs> oh, no. You go to from toilet paper, you go right to the coffee yeah. filters, which we discussed, I believe, on the show. And then and you then go to the New Yorker. The, the compendium of New Yorker cartoons. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to buy, you know, like in the library where they have the library stand. I'm going to have to buy one of those things and put it over in the corner of my living room. <laughs> Go over there and read it because I can't hold it up. It's too heavy. Uh, but anyway, she sent us, it was from the New Yorker, uh, the Daily Shouts, and it was a comical piece about relationships in ancient Egypt. Mm. And, and it said, and I quote now, it said, after he showers you with luxurious gifts, etches your name and hieroglyphics into his family tomb, and talks nonstop about the sarcophagus 
you'll share for eternity. You casually drop the word girlfriend. And he says, <laughs> I'm really just not into the whole labels thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it was hilarious, right? That's and so, pretty funny. So I said, uh, you know, I thought Winnie was sending us a, a suggestion for an episode mm-hmm. on dating and courting throughout history. And, and Absolutely. Great. Great. So, uh, so I immediately put it on our topic list. And I wrote to Winnie and I said, great topic. It's on the list. Can't wait or something like that. And she wrote back and she just said, oh, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> so it, was, so it, wasn't, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a suggestion at all. And, uh, and then she gave us like other topics that really are great, you know, so we're going to do those topics later. Let's get but... Winnie, let's get Winnie on staff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, anyway, the, the point is Winnie, it, you know, once we put it on, John and I are both a little OCD. Yes. And, and once we put it on our topic list, it stays it's there for, it, it stays there yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah, that's and we refuse to die until we clear that topic list. <laughs> right, right. So whether you intentionally suggested this topic of dating and courtship through the ages, or it was all just a misunderstanding on my part, which is very possible. I don't probable. know. I don't know. It takes two to tango. <laughs> so anyway, Winnie, here is your episode on dating and courtship through the ages. Love you, Winnie. Yeah. And, and by the way, for those people uh, out there, th- this should, you take this to heart. Uh, you know, d- use your your power wisely. If you <laughs> send something to us, yeah. you you start a chain reaction. Yeah. That even we, an emoji, you know, an emoji will an we'll emoji. Do an epi- <laughs> uh, suddenly, uh, Mr. McRae will get him books from Z- Mozambique and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, ancient exactly. Greece mailed in. What is that? Hug in the heart. What does that mean? Yep. Um, but anyway, just you know, another couple of things. We have Valentine's Day is coming up, so this yes, seems it like is. a good time. Yes, good. What are and, you getting me this year? You, <laughs> I, do you know I, what well, you're getting me here? Just let me know where you're going to be. Oh no, it's another cop. It's another cop telegram. Oh man. I need to know. I need to know. Oh boy. Uh and and so I also thought, you know, this would be a good time to kind of talk about traditional courtship and dating. So give people ideas. You know, you Mm -hmm. run out of ideas on what to do for Valentine's Day. I always love Valentine's Day because um the I'm one of the ones that does it at the last minute. (laughs) <laughs> and there's a bunch of bunch of guys like that. And when you go to a uh, uh, you know a, a flower shop, it's like yeah. the uh, it's like the entire uh, 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 cast of um, oh who's the uh, the village people? You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's like the <laughs> construction worker. There's the, <laughs> it's all these people yeah. in line getting ready to get their roses. Yeah. Everything walks of life. Everything's picked over too. It's like you gotta give your significant other like a fern like i got yes. you a fern or like a, yeah. a christmas a christmas cactus it was left over from christmas you could and flowers from the grocery <laughs> store are fine but take that weird plastic thing with the price tag off that's my <laughs> advice yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing that you could always tell that somebody waited till the very last moment is the uh the card doesn't fit the envelope you know, you know what I mean? They've already, yes. it's, it's kind of bent. It's like the last card. Somebody's already ripped God off all of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you have a very big so envelope great. with a little tiny card in there. You, know you got they... like one rose and a ton of baby's breath. <laughs> <laughs> if you get all baby's breath, you know yeah. that they've waited till the like, on the way home from work, you know, they forgot about it. But still better to get baby's breath than nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say also, having researched this, uh, going back to Merle Haggard's song, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it may, in Muskogee at the time, they may not have made a, a party out of Lovin', but but I think throughout history, everybody's made a party out of Lovin'. Mm. It was just that the definition of what party was that changed. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chew on that Some- a while. Yeah, sometimes the definition of party is I'm going to chop your head off if you don't oh, marry Jesus. me. And, you know. Jesus, all right. Well, Ro- I'm looking at history. Huh? The, the band, go, the Van Gogh school. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you chop your own head off? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chop. My, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna chop my ear off this year. Really? Send it to you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Please. I can't wait to get it. I can't wait. I'll, you're gonna I'll get a present. You're gonna get a present this year, and it ain't gonna be a New Yorker yeah. double volume set. <laughs> well, I'll put it up there. I'll use it as a bookmark in my yeah. New Yorker. Yeah. Well, it won't be ha- heavy. I'll just get one of those, uh, you know, priority mail envelopes and drop it right in. Yeah. Yeah. Let me yeah. T- let me see your ear real quick, just so I know. Oh yeah, that'll yeah. work. That'll yeah. work. It's a guy. I have a good ear. I have yeah, a good ear. No. My no. my lobe is detached. It hangs free, which apparently is. Uh, uh, I've had a few <laughs> partners who have loved sucking on it for that really? reason. Mm-hmm. Yes, what, that's goes, more than one. <laughs> goes right into the neck. Is that what I get, it is? No, no. Some do, but mine hangs. You know, dangles free. You know, some yeah. connect. Mine right. doesn't. So, you know, you know, I've had I'm a couple gonna, of comments where people are, w- women are like, yeah, I like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm putting that down on the topic list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. What have I done? I'm going to have to do some research. I'm sure like oh, in the no. middle oh, ages, no. I bet you were like, you know, a consort a, of the devil or something. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which would be correct. All right. So let's get down to business. So, John, as we discussed in our marriage episode, for most of our history, marriage wasn't about love at all, but rather about making economic alliances between families. Yes. Still uh, does. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. To the disappointment of my spouse, that's what it's about. Yes, right? yes. You married up. Boy, did you marry up. <laughs> yeah, I got lucky. I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, but this episode isn't about what happens after people get married. We're talking about what happens before people get mm-hmm. married. The pregame. Yeah, the courtship mm-hmm. and the wooing, as we mm-hmm. talked about. Yes. Uh, and so just a couple questions before we get started. Do you consider yourself a romantic? I do. I do. I do. I like, um, yeah, I like loving. I like being in love. I I enjoy it. It, It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I do. I would consider myself a romantic. Yeah, I do. Do you, uh, it's always exciting when you first start dating somebody, I think. I've I've always found that like, oh, you know, there's kind of a titillation or like jumpiness going out you know especially when it's like i mean you know when it's big when it's got the legs to go the distance it's just (laughs) overwhelming it's just like oh my god what what's happening with me this is fantastic your whole body's alive everything about you changes it's yeah you're thinking about them all the time you know yeah 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 
You'll uh, think about them and then just smile by yourself yeah. stupidly. That yeah. kind of thing. It's lovely. Uh, have do you, are you usually the wooer or the wooey? Mm. Have Nothing's you ever been the wooey? For me. <laughs> yeah, I woo. I have to woo. I'm always the one who's having to dig. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, uh, but, 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 you know, uh, occasionally I have been wooed and, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a fantastic feeling. Yeah. So it's affirming. It's affirming to be it's the, affirming. the woo-wee. The woo-wee. Yes. The woo-wee. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> I guess in the end, it has to be, for it to be an actual thing, it has to kind of be symbiotic, right? It, yeah. It, yeah. If you're doing all the wooing and you're not getting anything back, <laughs> ooh, that's a tough place to be. Yeah. That ain't going to end well. Yeah. It's got to be uh, like, okay, I'll woo for a while. And then when I get tired, you woo for a while. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Like a dance. Yeah. <laughs> what were uh what are some of your your tips uh your tips and tricks for wooing were were there certain things that you I, I don't want to give away your secrets but No, well no. I uh I you know, I, it's been a while. Uh I <laughs> although uh um I have been uh been back in that game uh yeah. uh and uh uh I I think handwritten notes are mm. really nice. Yeah especially yeah. in this state digital age. Um, right. that's, that's a thing that, you know, and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm straight, straight, straight male, white, yeah. older male hmm. born yeah. in 1965. So please put that filter on everything <laughs> I'm about to say to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think handwritten notes are nice. I don't know, just kindness, doing things, yeah. Um, right. Even like dishes and things like that, just doing stuff like that where it's like, oh, this yeah. is nice. Where, you, you know, you real you, the person you're wooing realizes what a partner brings to the table. Right. You right. know, <laughs> yeah, there's, an, there's an economics to it. There's an economy. Absolutely. To it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's a partnership, too. It's a, it's a, you're you're proposing a partnership, really. Right. 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 Um, not right. to take the romance out of it, but I kind of find that exciting. You know, it's yeah. like that's that's intimate. Yeah, that's intimate. It's a good tip. Very good tip. So oh, thank you. And then start a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and talk about it. And talk about it. Walter. And talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like we said, up until about 1900, the ultimate goal of relationships and courtship was to find a mate. Uh, but Nikki Hodgson, Hodgson, who's an English journalist who's on TV over there mm. in her book, The Curious History of Dating from Jane Austen to Tinder. Oh, boy, that's a title. That's going to get you on some talk shows right there. <laughs> I know. I know. I there, boom. Damn. That's why I'm bringing you it up. You should have thunk of that one. I know. I know. Oh, I'm bringing it up just so when people Google Google her show, they'll bring, they'll bring up our show and they'll be like, oh, they're cheaper. They're cheaper. <laughs> that we can have them on. Uh, but she says that in the Georgian era, era, which was from the 1700s to the 1830s, that dating in and of itself was not, of course, a leisurely pursuit, but a means of securing a good marriage i.e. one where status and money were secured for the couple. Yeah. So that and I think that's still the case too. I mean like that, that hasn't completely gone away by any means, you know. Right. You we want to be in love, but we we're looking for, you know, someone to travel through life with, which is, yeah. you know, there's a lot that goes along with that. Yeah. And if you just yeah. jump in feet first without, <laughs> you know, that boy, which is basically how I've lived my life. Basically yeah. the way I woo, to be honest with you. 
is until I got sober, I would drink heavily at a bar. Uh, right. When the bar closed, the last woman there is somebody I would go home with and then <laughs> date her for four years. <laughs> it's definitely a strategy for wooing, I think. You kind of get right to the... You probably save money in the long run, I think. And I'm not kidding, by the way. That's not a joke. That was that was my strategy. Yeah, yeah. And and then you'd cl- do the dishes afterwards. The no, next every day. Yeah, I'd be yeah. in for four years. I'd be in. It wasn't like I, I was. Yeah. You, know, you you got you had to kick me out. And I know. I know you had some similar. I I had similar. Situations, I've watched. Yeah. I've watched you travel. <laughs> We all take our own paths, but we yes, were, we do. Our paths were parallel paths, I think. Yes, yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> they uh, we could see each other from our respective paths. I think. Yes, we. we look over by the way, Whoa. I should just take a moment here to explain that I'm coming to you from Santa Barbara. Here, I'm in a, a Hyatt <clears throat> uh, yeah. hotel. I'm in the lobby, right? Uh, right. So if you, <laughs> if you see some people uh, walking by, I just wanted our viewers. Yeah. If you watch us on YouTube. Uh, You'll see uh, that I'm obviously not in my home. Right. I'm looking at the artwork behind you, which yeah, looks like artwork. It's a young girl jumping rope with her hair blocking her face. I find it sort of disturbing. Yeah, so do I. So do yeah. I. I don't like it. I don't know. It, but just it, know it, that's the Hyatt. That's not John's office or something. Yeah. That's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So please don't write in because that's this is he's just at the Hyatt lobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Hodgson also says that there were definitely risks in laying yourself out there and courting someone back in the Georgian time. Mm. And she quotes the ladies magazine from 1770 Ooh. that said courtship is sure to be either the ruin or happy settling of every young tradesman who engages in it. Well, that's it, still true. <laughs> I know. What, it, whoa, that's a, they just I dropped know. some, yeah. <laughs> It's either going to kill you or make you happy. Right. That was 300 years ago. We're still (laughs) dealing with it. It says, if the choice be imprudent, it is ruin, whether it succeeds or not. And even where it is irreproachable, the time lost about it and the neglect of business it occasions are not easily made up to a young man. (laughs) So I'm having trouble with that. So what do you mean imprudent? And like it, it... if, if, if you it, jump into a relationship that you probably shouldn't have jumped into, even if it works out, it's, even if it's, it works out, it, it probably you're not going to be happy in it. I think what does what that mean? What, what do you mean? We're, how can it work out and not be happy? I don't understand. I, I don't. I, it, even if me, it goes the distance, maybe right, you'll just be right. unhappy. Yeah. I, okay. So don't yeah. don't take it lightly. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. And 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 then also, even if it doesn't, even if it like doesn't work out, the amount of time and money you spend <laughs> trying to <laughs> woo this person, uh, you'll never get that back. I guess is what what they're saying. Right, I think it, right. that could go to anybody nowadays. Like you know, some people who are like that relationship, you know, you know where that's that's not going anywhere. So that's yeah, and I've I've been in that. That's like even when you pick somebody up at a bar at four in the morning, <laughs> or they pick you up, whatever. Yeah. There was no picking up, really. It was just we bumped into each other and went home on the way out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hey, where are you going? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, courting someone was a major undertaking. I guess that's what we're we're trying okay. to say. Okay. Yeah. And according to Tanya O'Donnell in her book, A History of Courtship: Eight Hundred Years of Seduction. Uh, throughout history, there were certain rules that pertained to courtship. Okay. 
And uh, for example, she says, uh, until one had been introduced to an unknown person, it was not considered proper to begin a conversation with them. Hmm. Well, that's true. Today, you can't just walk up to somebody in an airport <laughs> and hit on them. I think you could. You don't think you could? I think you could uh, go no, up and say no. something to them at least. I, like, I know, would never you know. in a million years. No, I'm terrified of that. I would never <laughs> go up and try to pick somebody up. Did Have you ever done that to a stranger? No, no but I've gone up when hey. I... I've seen somebody who like really is wearing like an amazing dress or something. And and I try not to be weird about it. I don't do it yes, all. But that's time. hard. They're, boy, that's the statement right there. Try not to be weird about it. <laughs> hey, no. love your dress. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like, is that a, a long chomp? Or is that, you know what I mean? You try to throw out. Ooh, like, that's like good. Something. I like yeah, that. Something that. But she immediately takes a picture of your face and does an image <laughs> uh, search on Google and a security yeah, check. Yeah, yeah. And you're suddenly on the next slide. Right. You're suddenly on the desktop. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's uh, it, it's something too that you know when you like somebody, like you work with somebody, and you're starting to feel like maybe you're really interested in it. Ugh. You you try to pretend like you're not interested in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I'm I'm yeah. terrible. And and boy, work dating people you work with just terrible yeah. idea. But yeah. what are you supposed to do? Yeah. You work all the time, then you're not going to pick up anybody while you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only the only <laughs> people you interact with, you know? It's like oh. them or... And or it like, ain't going to happen at the gym, at least not somebody... My, I'm invisible at the gym. I go to a gym in Hollywood where it's yeah. filled with super hot um, yeah. white women and black men. Yeah. That's, I don't know why that demo is there, but it is, yeah. and it is on at that yeah. gym. I mean, it's just, I mean, it it's incredible. The sexual energy is just incredible. Yeah. And, and nobody, I walk through like a ghost, dead Are man like walking. <laughs> nobody even, nobody looks at me. <laughs> Are you, they come over. They you're lifting a barbell. They just start lifting the barbell over your shoulder. Exactly. They just <laughs> they just bump me out of the way, and then they feel like what what just happened? Like they walked into a ghost. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm right here. They bench you press you. <laughs> yeah. They just get on the treadmill behind me, you. Exactly. Start running, start running yeah. behind. Hey, you. hey, hey! I'm here. <laughs> But it's amazing, uh, the sexual energy. And I don't know why it's that demo, but it is. And it's yeah. it's amazing. It's wow. amazing to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I should have been coming. Next time I'll come live from the gym. Next time we do this uh, episode, I'll come live from it because you'll see some woo in there. Let me tell you. Man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, but anyway, you can imagine how hard it would be back then if you had to wait to be introduced to somebody. And Hodge, Hodgson says, too, that at that time period, uh, a woman was never introduced to a man. A man had to be introduced to a woman. That was hmm. etiquette. So okay. if you were a guy who was kind of interested in somebody, you'd have to figure out a way, you know, to get to somebody get she knew would it's introduce like a vampire. You. you need somebody to let you into the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and to me, it's like, you know. You kind of, when you first start, you don't want to lay yourself out there, expose yourself to get your feelings hurt. So God, no, that's what I hate. I'm so, yeah. oh, <clears throat> have you ever been yeah. just shut down? 
oh, yeah. just shut oh, yeah. down. Like, I am not interested in you. Go away. Yeah. It's so yeah, me too. Uh, wonderfully, 20, wonderfully 30 years awful. of marriage. It's, I just, it, <laughs> yeah. No, but yes, it's uh yeah, it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but then, you then, go then, then you go you into go acting where they do it to you every day <laughs> in an audition. <laughs> no, you're not right. Yeah. So I, you know, reading this, I, I think about that. Like if you had to ask somebody to go introduce, you've already put yourself out there that you're interested in. Because That's why true. wouldn't you, why wouldn't you be, why would you be asking to be introduced? You know what but I mean? But it's a little bit of a buffer. And, yeah. and, you know, that's that's still used today with with famous people. They get their agents to let them oh, know really? that they're interested yeah. in them or whatever. Yeah, that's a, I, I don't know. I, I just think about if you were at a ball, for example, and you mm-hmm. ask somebody to go, go ask her if I, I can be introduced to her. And then you see, you see him go across the room and then you see him talking to her and then look over at you. And she shakes her head. <laughs> awful it'd be awful well, I, like, I have a problem with this 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 uh, this example anyway when was the last time you were at a ball <laughs> yeah it's been a while i think i think i'm the, trying to close when you were at a ball i i went to a lot of roller skating that's kind of the same yeah, you're thing right. you know you're right it's about kind that. of the same thing you know it sure you, is you go ask somebody to do the snowball and it's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> well, the snowball, for those of you who don't know what the snowball is, that's where, um, the guys will stand around in circle in a circle and, or, and, and women will skate along the line looking at you and then they'll stop and ask somebody to skate with them. Yeah. So you find out real yeah. quick where you stand. Yeah. yeah. If it did oh, happen, I'd be so shocked. I'd, I'd like, like lose my footing. Yeah, <laughs> just, me too. Just, <laughs> just me clinging onto that railing around the side of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the snowball. I'm in the snowball. You're a um, good skater, though. You're a pretty good roller skater. Just, just forward, though. I can't go yeah. backward. Yeah, I, I can do back. I can do back, but not really? great. Just enough to yeah. do the snowball. That's why I learned it. <laughs> yeah, I never uh, learned that. So I'm always. I skating practiced more. in my garage. God, that was humiliating. 13-year-old boy just practicing, trying to get her past the oil spill in our garage, going in circles just so I could do it at the snowball. I, I took tango lessons one time, and uh, very sexy, very sexy dance. Uh, when you first start, it's awful, though. You have to dance with yourself in the mirror. <laughs> so everybody else is, like, uh, really dancing, and I'm, like, over there by myself just, like, yeah, you know what? That's a that's a recipe for living. You know, you have to love yourself <laughs> yeah. before you can love somebody. Yeah. After three months of lessons, I was like, okay, this is it. I'm done. I'm done dancing with myself. <laughs> I think we should do it. It would it help the podcast if we did What's tang- it? if we took tango lessons. Really? All yeah. Right. I'll put a rose in my teeth and we'll do it. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful dance. <laughs> We're basically making love to each other on this podcast. Let's be honest. Hey now. Hey now. Turn down the <laughs> turn down the lights. Turn down the lights. I wish I, I was can. I'm in a Hyatt lobby. <laughs> Uh, the other thing, uh, people, when they first met back in the Georgian time, they had to always refer to each other by their last names. Mm. So, you know, like the, the books are like, oh, Mr. Darcy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the Jane Austen books. Or I'd like, like to uh, bring that back. That's nice. <laughs> was, was Let's Rochester get some formality. Yeah. Uh, 
It would be weird. I mean, if can you like if you were in the midst of passion or something, it's something. Like, oh, Mister Lear. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it'd be like a That's little fantastic. Weird. I don't know. Like, I I like that. Really? I yeah. Do the old yeah. Mr. Lear was my father, you know, <laughs> which is even weirder, which is well, even weirder. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, did you go to school dances a lot? I'm not talking about the prom, but I'm talking about. No, like- no. As as I think we actually discussed it on an episode of us both being in Cotillion. Yeah. Which yeah, was we that weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. what. How do you describe it? It's, yeah. it's like a. Uh, an event, a dance event yeah. where you would yeah. show up and you'd have to dress up and you'd get a dance card. And the first, there were like 12 dances and the first, yeah. the middle and the last <laughs> were already filled out yeah. by the yeah. ladies who ran it. And then you'd have to go around before the dancing, fill your <clears throat> dance card and go up and ask uh, oh, women to yeah. dance, girls to dance. And then they would say, nope, or okay. <laughs> <laughs> they never, nobody was ever thrilled when I walked up. <laughs> Like, they'd, be right. missing. they'd be missing they, on that, that they'd kind of look around and see who's left and you know yeah. all right i'll give you dance four i'll give you dance number four <laughs> yeah. then dance four rolls around and they're nowhere to be found right that's the yeah. other thing yeah they ghost you yeah <laughs> so but anyway back in that time uh balls we, we were talking about balls we're about the only place you could go because women weren't allowed to be unchaperoned at the theater yes. and they weren't un- couldn't be unchaperoned at restaurants. So you yes. go to a ball hoping that you would be introduced and have a little yes. flirt with somebody. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm reading the Master and Commander series right now. The Patrick O'Brien, I think. It's yeah, O'Brien, yeah. Uh, series. And that's how they all meet the ladies at the balls. <laughs> yeah. All these and- naval guys. Yeah, and and a ball at that time, you had it was all pleasantries and mild gossip. Like you couldn't really mm-hmm. get into a conversation no, no, with anybody no. about that. Anything. Would be really <clears throat> rude if you did. Yeah. If you got personal, would, right? <gasps> yeah, Doctor Maturin. The other thing: uh, unmarried men and women were not allowed to dance together for more than two sets. It's meaning hmm. like two two songs because you couldn't. Uh, that would be improper as well. God and damn you, it! And you That's could rough. touch each other through through gloves. Jesus <laughs> Lord, God! I thought it was hard today. Yeah, yeah. Now we've got the opposite problem. Now we've got too many choices. You just swipe left, so you, nobody yeah. lands on anything. Everybody's got too many options. Nothing gets done. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many options. You never end up going out with anybody. No, it's like nobody, always, nobody goes yeah. all in. Nobody goes all in because all you got to do is open, turn your phone on, and you got somebody better. <laughs> Yeah, it's awful. It's awful, I think. Uh, there were also a lot of rules about things like how a woman uh, held her fan, for mm. example, you know, like the big fans. And it was supposed to communicate whether or not a woman was interested Ooh. in the person she was talking to. I like that. <laughs> I like that. A, a nonverbal way of saying, because all we had and when we were wooing was a sneer. You know, they'd yeah. kind of like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, or in my case, when I'd stay late, they'd vomit. Uh, but that didn't always, that wasn't always a no. Yeah. Yeah. That was just kind of <laughs> taking care of business. Uh, Tanya O'Donnell, she says that uh, a fan carried in the left hand in front of the <gasps> face meant I wish to be acquainted. Where, whereas twirling the fan in the right hand. Man, get I the love fuck another. out of here. Yeah, get away. I can tell that right there. If you're twirling, twirling a fan, I'm not going up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. 
And it seems like, I mean, as if it's not confusing enough to be a guy like, okay, I'm looking forward, I'm looking at her, it's a mirror image. It's my left hand, but it's right her right hand. Right. <laughs> what was it? It's like Well, what does it mean know? if she's holding it in her right hand? Well, does that mean I, give it a shot? I'm not gonna tell you, or I, there was some other like variation of that, but it's mm. just like, like what if twirling? she doesn't have she doesn't have a fan <laughs> at all? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. A, a Kleenex. If she had a Kleenex. Uh, yeah. What do you do there? Uh the other thing that they would do is uh they'd have a coming out season where like mm-hmm. debutantes would come out oh, like in England. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so God. and usually but between the ages of sixteen and eighteen, Jesus. the season was March through June. And uh usually young women would spend about two to four seasons looking for a husband. And Hodgson says after two or four seasons, if 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 you hadn't found a husband yet, you were considered spent. <laughs> so wow. you, were, well, you were going to be an old maid at that point. Oh, you just had to take God. whoever you wanted. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a character it, in the book that I'm reading. Because <laughs> the the book is set in the uh, 1800s, early 1800s, yeah. on the sea, and uh, there's a character who uh, who who she's she's amazing, but she she's too strong to yeah. These yeah. Men, she scares all these men off, and she becomes a a spinster at you know yeah. even though she's still gorgeous, she's 29 or something. Or, <laughs> yeah, you know, forget it's just it. Awful at that point. Forget you it. Know. Um, Beth Bailey and wrote a really great book called from front porch to back seat. Uh, <laughs> she said that the proper etiquette was that for girls that were in their first season, their mother or guardian would invite a young man to call like, you know, why, why don't you, Mr. Lear, why don't you come calling it? You know, you know, I I've watched some of those, um, uh, matchmaker, uh, reality series yeah. on TV yeah. And at first I'm like, God, this is so barbaric. But then you kind of go, you come to another place where you're like, well, wait a minute. It's not like our met. We have a, what, 60% divorce. It's not like we're, you know, we got the, the right Right. answer. Right. And some of these arranged marriages last, you know, anyway, it's all a wash. Nobody knows anything about anything, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard so maybe, the, you know, maybe your mother saying, hey, meet this guy <laughs> yeah, or meet this girl. You know, what do I know? If there's um, one thing I do know, I look back at my history. I'm not the best picker in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, they're all you, you got to you got to go through it. You got to. Oh, live my it. God. Gotta... I'm thinking now about some of the relationships <laughs> I was in. I was like, what was well, I was on drugs, so I can always. <laughs> Always blame that. Always blame yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Bailey there was also a Croatian knew- woman. I remember <laughs> back in the day. I'm sure you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Boy. That great was- relate. Great relate. Very fun relationships. I would always say, but also yes. very dramatic. Very so dramatic. dark. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, what Good with the bad. Good with the bad. Why didn't you pull me out of that? You should. That's when you should step in. You at the time you looked so happy. (laughs) Well, you had your own version. I know, I know. (laughs) So, uh, but uh, Bailey says that there were like rules about the calling as well. Like you would have rules about the proper amount of time between the Mm. invitation and the visits, whether or not refreshments would be served, (laughs) whether or not 
we're going to have lemonade and cookies or if you're just going to come over and yeah. sit and watch. Don't, no, no, watch. no. Don't sit down. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Then you know, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it's like when you're an actor, they're not putting you on tape. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, just, okay. Just okay, read the sides. Let's, let's hear it. it. And then they yeah, go let's over. hear it. Mm, no, just like I thought. No. <laughs> Getting coffee. Getting coffee <laughs> while you're you're doing your, your scene. Oh, my God. Are they taking a call <laughs> or they're texting? Yeah. You're doing yeah. a scene. You look over and the casting director's texting somebody. It's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I saw that when uh, when I testified before Congress, there they, they were like I'm reading my testimony, and there were congressmen and women texting, texting up there. They don't just give a shit. Each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 yeah. I mean, they're you know, they, <laughs> we're out here. Some... We're killing each other out here, and they they're just like uh, it's just no. a game. It's just yeah, a game. yeah. Uh, the other thing, a chaperone. Should a chaperone be there? Usually, a chaperone would be there. You'd want to have hmm. a chaperone. Uh, and then also how the gentleman caller should take his leave, for example, like, like when yeah, get got- the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Boy, yeah. that's still today. Hmm. Men don't know when to stop. Yeah. I'm just yeah. talking straight relationships because that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Except for a brief period of, ex- you know, in college where I was not college, but you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm an open-minded person. Let's put it that way. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there are a lot of, I see a lot of men who just don't take no for an ant don't get no, and I, you yeah, know, and yeah. it's, it's really, I'm not talking about the super dark version of that, but even the, right. the surface version is like, dude, yeah, she said, no, I mean, yeah. I mean she did, she's busy. Yeah. Yeah. Leave. <laughs> yeah, that was like, what they would say is that a, on no account should the woman accompany her caller to the door or stand talking while he struggles to get into his coat. <laughs> Why? Trying too hard? Yeah, he's trying to. You oh, because it embarrasses him? him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he just look just away go. while he's trying to get his coat on. What? He's like got it on the wrong arm or something. Like, I can relate come on, to that. Come on, me too. Come on, as if it hasn't <laughs> oh, happened. Don't look at his happened. open fly if he forgot to zip up too. He's, <laughs> just <laughs> pretend it didn't happen and oh, let's go. Mr. Mr. Darcy, <laughs> just please. Here's I believe your cage is open. <laughs> uh, there were also, uh, for probably for working class people, it was a little bit easier because you interacted with more people, like through hmm. your work. Okay. Uh, but a lot of employers, like, you know, when you, you think about Downton Abbey or something, there were rules against the servants having affairs. I agree. <laughs> but of course, that uh, just makes hmm. you want to get it on even more. You know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's like, uh, that's kind of hot. You know, we're not supposed to. Right. You right. Know? And okay, if you I did, if you finally fell in love, and, and usually what was uh, interesting is O'Donnell says that most of the uh, like sexual abuse that was going on was from the employer on the employee. Of you know, course. At the time. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Jesus. But the thing is, uh, she says that, uh, or Bailey says that even even still, if you got into a relationship with a fellow servant, then the both of you were supposed to leave. That, you know, oh, both of you God. would resign. Well, that's a, <laughs> Jesus, that's yeah. hardcore. Hmm. Uh, a couple of other things that they did, which were uh, coded, coded symbols that the Victorians like to do. Oh, I love that. Right. Uh, Any hints at all. (laughs) In addition to the fan, for example, you might buy somebody a ring 
And then the stones that you had in the ring would spell out the first letter of the stones would spell out something. What? So if I bought you, it was called an acrostic ring. And I would buy a woman a ring that had lapis, opal, vanadinite, and emerald. So that would spell out love. You know what I mean? So it's hard to get that vanadinite, though. That is a tough (laughs) gem to come across. I know. Why does it say lore? Lore. lore. It's like, well, I couldn't find this that night. I found a, a ruby. A ruby. It's a V, okay? Just pretend it's a V. <laughs> uh, the other thing was floriography, which was not just buying flowers for somebody, but you would pick out specific flowers that had symbolic meaning. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> so like morning glory meant affectation, narcissist, and getting, and egotism. Getting off, you know, you smoke those morning glory seeds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That doesn't work, right. by the way. I don't know yeah. if you ever tried smoking them. <laughs> I, oh, I tried it. I did, the banana peel. Banana, banana peel. I was about to say banana peel for sure. And then when you're yeah. super young, the aspirin in the Coke. Oh, <laughs> did you ever hear yeah. that one? No, no. I always try to remember the uh, K weed, the Kansas weed, too, weed. which weed. just yeah. a, that's a that's a sprint to a headache. That's all that was. <laughs> you, it looked like you, marijuana. Yeah, you pick it out on the road. And they they put it in the microwave. World War II. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Dry it out and then try to smoke it and be sick for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, just a big old pounding <laughs> headache. Uh, another thing that they said, Reeves Pocket Companion of 1886 also talked about where you put your stamp on the envelope communicated mm, information. Jesus. So a stamp placed upside down on the left-hand corner of the envelope. Left-hand? <laughs> yeah, I love you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it signifies that your your letter doesn't get there. <laughs> no, it's gotta be, that's where your return address goes. <laughs> Why did he join the army after all? <laughs> sending him all those letters telling him... <laughs> Telling him I loved him with a stamp in the left-hand oh, corner. Marcy, you idiot. <laughs> you got uh, there was also, you know, in the 1840s, they started sending out Valentine's cards, which was the first time they started really? sending Really? Okay. Yeah. I always thought Valentine's cards were created by the uh, by Hallmark. No, no. They had been around. Uh, actually, since the 15th century, they had been around. But then with oh. when the penny post in England. Meaning yes. you could send a card for a penny. Yes. People really started sending Valentine's Day cards. Wow. Yeah. And there was also something called a vinegar Valentine. Oh, which boy. Was- <laughs> I love vinegar. This is, if you use this on me, whatever it is, I don't even know what it is, but use it on me. You got my attention. Yeah. Well, I love it was- vinegar. It was an insulting Valentine's Day card. Like if somebody not to me, <laughs> not to me. If you put a little rice vinegar on there, mm. really, you'd smell it. Oh, there. I'm getting that like yeah. saliva thing in my mouth right now. <laughs> God, I love vinegar. Well, what they would do if, if they like somebody stood you up or something, you'd send them a, a vinegar Valentine that would Jesus. be like a poem talking about like you know you let me down, you didn't Jesus. show up when I came to town, that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> pretty? Did you just make that up? I just made that up. I'm, <laughs> I'm just ripping. I'm just ripping, man. <laughs> you just had the greeting card company, you know. You got uh, one shot. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. We got to uh, get you uh, rapping. The other thing was uh, something called in, in uh, when was it, 17th century Wales and 18th century England, oh, there was okay. something called bundling. Oh, and boy. what you would do is two people who were courting would sleep together in their clothes with a board between them. Yes, I've heard of this. Really? I think that is <clears throat> a good idea. 
I think we should bring Bundling yeah. back. <clears throat> yeah. Because just to see, you, just to see if they like each other. You exactly. Know and if you can live together. And and so it takes the, um, the sex away. But yeah. the more important issues like... Do you hang up the bath mat after it's yeah. when it's damp yeah. so the next person has it dry? Do you where do you put your socks? Do you pick yeah. you know all of those things? Do you I like snore? That. Do you snore? <laughs> like, yes. Like somebody's over there just like really snoring away. Oh, right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I do. Do you snore? Uh, occasionally, not very much. Not loud. Not wet. If it's really dry, occasionally I'll have a light snore, a little rattle, but not oh. like a big snore. Yeah. What about uh, Mary? No, not very much. Same thing. Wow, just, you guys lucked out. <clears throat> I snore. Do you, do you really? Do. Yeah. Like I didn't know. Snoring? I think it says I've gotten older. Yeah, apparently yeah. it's not good. I'm going to have to put one of those masks on or whatever the fuck they do. <laughs> Let me see your throat. Usually it's like if you have, your throat looks okay. Yeah, yeah it looks I, fine. I don't know what's wrong. Can't just give me a partial lobotomy? I mean, we should be able to take that away, you know? Like they should be able to go in there with a laser and just yeah. carve the snoring thing out. Mm. It's, uh, I think they can, I think they can go in and take out part of your tonsils or something. So you don't snore as much. I was thinking uh, more just like a, a ice pick up my nose and just take out a little piece <laughs> of my brain. So I don't do it I, anymore. I, I think that's, that's to, uh, make you into a mummy. I don't think that's right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. I always, uh, the other thing, I'm always scared to death on the plane that I'm going to start snoring. So I'll try to, I'll try to sleep with my, with my chin on my, my hand, you know, it's very uncomfortable. So oh my God. That's so to, funny. Yeah. Oh, you're so, that's a sweet <clears throat> thing. That says a lot about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, it's, I'm terrified. I don't want to be embarrassed. You know? Yes. Yes. Uh, so how did we go from courting to dating? So that's the way it used to be the courting. How did we get to dating? And Beth Bailey says that one of the reasons we, we reach dating is the rise of industrialization at the end of the 19th century. Everybody's too busy. <laughs> Everybody's too busy for courting. It's like, let's, no, I've got <laughs> Saturday night off. Yeah. <laughs> let's get down I, to business. That's probably part of it. But, yeah. but what she says is that when people move to town for these uh -huh. jobs, oh, right. suddenly you were in an apartment with you know, 20 other people just Ugh. trying to, trying to make ends meet in the Jesus. city. Yeah. And there was no room for you for somebody to come courting anymore. Yes. Even, even if you wanted to, there was no room, there was no parlor. Somebody would come in and try to go courting and sit in the living room and there'd be like, you know, a bunch of kids, a bunch of people. Oh, working, I know yeah. this because in Chicago, I lived with uh, <laughs> four roommates and yeah. yeah, trying to find a place to, would you please for God's yeah. sakes, or what my roommates would do during a party, one of them would be in the in the bathroom with a with a date. It was yeah. like, listen, no, yeah. there's one yeah. bathroom. There's a hundred <laughs> people at this party. You go anywhere but in there. Right. I made love right. to a uh, a woman uh, in the, in the laundry room uh, <laughs> once during a Halloween yeah. party. Yeah, she was in a cat suit, of course, and I yeah. was dressed as a woman. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a sundress on. Was, yeah, we went to the laundry room. <laughs> Were there anybody, nobody down there doing their laundry? Like somebody. Well, I found out later there was an apartment right off the laundry room. So yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, no. But I thought uh, maybe somebody came down with a, like their hamper or something. Yeah, and they're, they're like, like, oh, they just turn around me. immediately. Jesus, <laughs> just no, please, just no. stand up. I need to switch it over to the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway what but it was more about space about you didn't have space right in the cities and right. so yeah, I get poor that. working class people poor working class people 
would have to go out just to get some freedom. And it yes. was kind of, it was freedom away from chaperones. It was freedom away just to kind of go out and do something. But there were a few things that that entailed. There's some changes in the dating. Yes. And one was it suddenly it, dating uh, involved money <laughs> because somebody had, had to, to pay to yeah, go yep. out somewhere. Yeah. Well, you can only walk around the park so many times before you're right. going to need a coffee or something. Yeah. And gone were the days of like, well, I'm going to come calling at her house and she'll give right. me some cookies and I'll watch yeah. her play the piano and then I'll get up and try to put my coat on and leave. It, <laughs> it was like, it was like, I have to, what? I have to come up with money to take her out yes. you know, to the yes. carousel or whatever. Mm -hmm. The carousel. Uh, Love it. And and the other thing was, you know, it, it started out, this was poor working class people that would do that. But there was a freedom about it as well. Again, away from the families, away from the chaperones. And so rich people started, like rich kids were like, hey, we kind of like that too. So they started to emulate the poor people going out mm. unchaperoned. Mm-hmm. And then finally it made its way back to the middle class people to go out unchaperoned. So dating, Suddenly. which you think of like this middle class thing, actually started out as a working lower class practice, went through the upper class, and then came back down to the middle class. Well, many, I think many cultural changes, you know, music, <clears throat> dress, all kinds of things are yeah. like that. You know, you look at Dickies, you know, uh, <clears throat> for just one example, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, prisoners wore Dickies, you know, yeah. and yeah. now, yeah. you know, skateboarders wear Dickies, rich skateboarders wear Dickies. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that. And then it was just one step from that to, you know, key parties in the 1970s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once once you open the gates, once you go it's down just a matter path. of time. <clears throat> yeah. So what uh, Bailey also says, like, you know, what happened is that before World War II, there was probably more women than men, or it was like more kind of same division statistically between men and women. So at that time before World War II, dating was more, it, it was a sign of popularity. So women would want to go out with dates with a lot of different guys uh -huh. because it was like a, at that point in our society and culture, it was a way to show how popular you were, that yes. all these different guys were wanting to go out with you. Yes, which makes sense. Yeah. And it was also at the time where, you know, people would give out um, it, it, the competition between women. It was like you wouldn't want to date with the same or you wouldn't want to dance with the same guy several times mm. at the party. You would want to. You, you, they called it being a one to, once around or something. You didn't want to be oh a once around or you wanted to be a once around or you didn't want to dance with the same guy several times. Right. Yeah. And, and so for guys also, the idea was the competition was you wanted to be a guy who could take a woman out to a lot of like nice restaurants. You had a car. Boy, I um, know that. <laughs> so, again, so again, your popularity was based on how many dates you had. Jesus. And even Bailey quotes Margaret Mead, who's the cultural anthropologist who, who said, Dating was not about sex or adulthood or marriage. Instead, it was a competitive game, a way for yes. girls and boys to dem demonstrate their popularity. That makes total sense because really underneath that is just the, you know, sort of evolutionary uh, drive 
to find the best possible mate to propagate the species and and bring the 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 best genes forward right right and and you know it's to me when you see like old movies from before world war ii like in the 20s and 30s and there's always like even though it's a romance the the woman's always going out with some other guy like out to dinner or something and you're like why is Catherine hepburn if she loves you know gary grant or whatever why is she going out with some other guy you're right and then he has yeah you're absolutely right and then they fight because it is a game I think it, you know what I think it is? It boils down to the fact that we don't know how the hell to find somebody who's right for us. We don't know. It's unanswerable. It's like trying to create a television show that America is going to like. Nobody knows how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you can get, you know, for every Westworld, uh, there's a million other shows that were just as expensive that crashed and burned. And it's the same with dating. Yeah. How many? Yeah. Nobody. I, a friend of mine said something that was kind of interesting. He said, no relationship lasts forever. Every relationship ends. It might yeah. be death. It might yeah. be divorce. It might be breaking, <laughs> but they all end. Well, obviously, <laughs> and, with death, we're all going through the best scenario it's going to but, end. But, but, yeah, isn't, it, but isn't that interesting? I mean, it's yeah. kind of an interesting way to think about it, you know? Right, right. We have this no. ideal that it's going to, that we find our forever person, this, and, you know, yeah, maybe it's yeah. forever people, or maybe you have you 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 you're with people that help you to change into the kind of person to find the last person before you die. You know, maybe it's yeah. all a process. Yeah. It's it's not a. I mean, look at you. I mean, God, <laughs> I line up all the women you were with. Jesus, well, also, I just like- I look at Mary and I just think, thank God, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but but you also like look how I've changed. Like how could you possibly know right. who you were at eighteen to oh. get married to somebody? You know. But I saw you bumbling and falling <laughs> around. Oh my god. Uh, so in nineteen thirty six, there was an advice columnist in Senior Scholastic magazine that said girls should accept any straightforward offer of a date if not already dated for the evening. And that boys and trying for the popular girl and the, the most popular girl imaginably possible would occasionally overreach themselves. <laughs> First of all, what's what 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 periodical are you quoting there? Senior Scholastic? What the Senior, hell is that? It was a magazine. There were a bunch of advice magazines that they used to send out to high school students and college students oh, at that time. I see Senior Scholastic. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Cuz when you say scholastic, I think of book, you know, the books where I had to choose the oh, books no, that yeah. I wanted to read. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But the idea yeah. again was before World War II you want to have a lot of dates because yes. that makes you look good. You look yes. good. You didn't want to date the same guy. Yes. And then what Bailey says is after World War II, there were so yeah. many, the, the demographics changed. And yeah. suddenly there were more women than men because yeah. a lot of men had lost we're their dead. lives in mm-hmm. the war. Yeah. Yep. And that so, changes things. Hmm. That's like Alaska. The, re- <laughs> the review, the, re- the flip of Alaska, apparently. There's all these men and no women. Or the Wild yeah. West. Yeah. Uh, Mary's cousin, who is from Alaska, she she had a good quote. She said, uh, as far as a woman trying to find a husband in Alaska, she goes, the the odds are good, but the goods are odd. (laughs) 
<laughs> so just keep that in mind if you ever go up to Alaska to try to try to find a mate. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You can get a guy up there. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. So. So anyway, at that time, after World War II, there were like more women than men. And then the mm-hmm. idea was you wanted to find a man. If you got a man, you wanted to hold on to him. Yeah. And in Good yeah. Housekeeping in 1943, there was an article that were a, a photograph that, that warned somebody's after your man, meaning that Whoa. there weren't enough men to go around or at least dating age men to go around. Holy crap. Yeah. Can you imagine being around that? God. That must have been a free-for-all. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, hello. So, so Bailey says, you know, because of that, uh, whether or not the post-war decade was really our best years, many youth saw their world as troubling and insecure mm. because we had so many wars. We had the yeah. bomb. Yeah. Uh, there weren't enough men to go around, apparently, yeah. at the time. Yeah. And so she said what they did is they wanted something stable. Youth wanted something stable at that time. Yes. So what did they do? Yeah. They started going steady. You got a guy yes. and then you go steady. Yes. So wow, that makes total sense. Yeah. So in you the wanna, 50s. You want one handle hmm. to hang on to. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. as a guy, you don't know if you're going to get drafted, go to war, if we're all going to get bombed by a nuclear bomb. They just wanted something stable. That makes sense. Yeah. And so uh, by 1959, they say fully 47% of all brides were married before they turned 19. What? Yeah. Wait, 47 number again. 47. 47% of all brides by 1959 were married before they turned 19. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they And Bailey says also the percentage of girls between 14 and 17 who were married had jumped one third since 1940. Lord. Yeah. Oh, my God. So then you have all of the and all the TV shows were all about like young married couples. Uh And making it sexy and interesting that you you have this perfect house and he's smoking the pipe and you're baking a pie and the kid. Yeah. Just seems. Yeah. So people wow. just really tried to, and, and going steady basically was like pretend marriage. You know what I mean? It right. was like you had Practiced. one person you would go out with. That person was supposed to call call you, you know, three times a week. Did you go uh, steady? You ever go steady? You I had some studies. You know, no, I never, you know, I was trying really? to think back on that. I was basically, I would just end up like with people, but I never actually asked someone to go steady or. Well, I never them. asked, but, but but Jenny, my girlfriend in, in high yeah. school, we, I think we, we went steady. I bought her a ring. Yeah. For Valentine's hmm. day at, you know, the mall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, had to pay that off. <laughs> that was- <laughs> Did, did you get it back? Did you give it back to you? Hell like, no. Right. no she's, she better still be wearing it. God damn it. I worked hard on that. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because by the 1970s, when we were growing up, hmm. I think about the, the popular shows that were on TV were yeah. happy days and Greece, which are all take place in the fifties. Fifties. Exactly. There was a hearkening back right? Uh, because the sixties were breaking down all of that. And people wanted to, when they came home right. from work, they wanted to crack a beer and, you know, see something calm and yeah, same thing. Yeah. But it's funny that they say, you know, usually the parents will, you know, go the generation before their kids. So a lot of parents that had grown up before World War II 
Mm. We're still asking their kids, like, why are you dating just one person? Why uh-huh. aren't you going out with a bunch of guys? So like, don't limit yourself. Don't limit yes. yourself. Yes. You know? Yes. And, uh, and it was always interesting. My mom was, <laughs> my mom was always that way because she had grown up before World War II. Right. And when, and when I would be going through a breakup with somebody, my mom was always like, oh, it only hurts until the next one comes along. You know, you know what I mean? Just like, just get back out there. Why are you so upset? Because you can date a hundred people. You know what I mean? You should be dating them. Yeah. yeah, that's a sweet thing for her to say. <laughs> she dated quite a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, tons of boyfriends, tons yeah. of boyfriends, always different guys. Again, that kind of how she had grown up, which was her well, popularity. She was so was, fun. She was yeah. just so fun and funny. I could see her, you know, who wouldn't want to go out with her? Yeah. I'm yeah. not trying to say I would hit on your mom. I'm not <laughs> saying that, but she was, she was just, she liked to laugh and she was fun yeah. and Anyway. Was up for anything, up for anything, she'd go do mm-hmm. it. Uh, so she shot the toes off her son. <laughs> yeah, that was that kind of... She didn't let that stop her for long, though. There's always somebody else out there that made you <laughs> Can I tell that story? <laughs> I think, did we talk about it? My mom <laughs> accidentally shot my brother's story. toes off when he was a kid. <laughs> they were skeet- like, shooting or something? No, they was- were shooting a burlap bag, and she brought the... <laughs> Shotgun down, it went off and shot my. We'll have my brother on. We'll have my brother on too. We'll do a, a topic on like parental parental relationships or something. The best part is every Mother's Day he would take his socks yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, just awful. My poor mother. And I think I told you the same day, uh, my uncle shot my my cousin as well. <laughs> like what? McRae's, McRae's were all out there like nobody shooting. You didn't have a you. gun at all. That you guys should all just be in mines. You were built for mining. <laughs> Short, strong, determined. Yeah, yeah. not outside not, in the field. Not a, with, no, <clears throat> do not give them a firearm. Yeah, a lot of alcohol involved with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so now, Jesus. just to kind of bring us up to date, some of the online dating. Of course, online da- computer dating has been around since 1959, but we have online dating. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, you actually got me into online. Mary and I met online. That's right. Dating. <laughs> well, you had gone through a divorce yeah. and it was, it, you know, you were, you were, uh, you were aching from it. And I was saying, look, you got to get back out there. This was yeah. after the p- appropriate period of time. Yeah. Yeah. But it seemed to me that you were kind of not gonna date that you were done. Yeah. You were just like, fuck, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So I created an account. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was match match.com match. I created created a a hotmail account, I think for you and then (laughs) signed you up for match. But then the best part is you needed a bunch of photos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we, we didn't have any or what? what, I I didn't have any photos of me like recent ones without my ex-wife in there. So And this is I kind just, of this is before cell phones, right? Or right yeah. at the beginning of cell phones, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So we took we <laughs> you came over to my house, we put you in different outfits. <laughs> different places to look like I was at different parties. It was really social. But it was all just in your house. We took them all in about 30 minutes. It, it was like oh. I, brought, I brought over the costume box. You know what I mean? Just trying to That was so things. fun. That was fun. Oh, and, and it worked. Remember, I, you dated I remember a lot at first. You were just like, "This is amazing." This is like yeah. every friend of mine who's gone gone through a divorce and gone out there. It's like, "This is great," and then it's like, "This sucks." <laughs> and then they and then and then they come back to it, and then they usually find somebody. Yeah, 
that's what happened. And uh, you meet so many interesting people. Like if you just go out, I just want to meet interesting people. Yeah. So many interesting people that you would never have met. Yes. If you hadn't gone on match or hadn't gone on. I mean, I just wanted to be outside our circle of friends because yes. everybody we knew had already dated each other. Uh, and then what was it? Uh, as I was filling it out, this woman comes in <laughs> at your house, comes in and looks over my shoulder. And what's that? And she's like, what are you doing? I go, I'm, I'm filling out a match thing. Does that work? And I go, yeah, I haven't. I just started. I don't know. And she walked out. And then I realized it was Bianca Jagger. Bianca Jagger was staying at your house in the craziest turn of events. Yeah, there was a six month period or maybe longer that Bianca (laughs) Jagger was staying in our guest uh, guest room uh, of our house. And uh... (laughs) And she came in when I was filling that thing out. (laughs) Yes, she did. (laughs) Uh, and the other thing, so I finally met Mary and, and, and Mary, I, I was like, this is so great. I, I look, you know, I really love her. She, she's not in, involved in anybody I know. Come to find out she did know somebody through <laughs> such a small world. Uh, through Sarah Lawrence, she had gone to school with somebody who had gone to Northwestern. Really? And knew, and knew you, knew all the looking glass people. I didn't know that. Knew my ex-wife. So Mary actually... Here it is. I'm thinking I'm getting outside. She had all this background information on it. Oh, already. she had a dossier on you. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then come to find out years after we had started dating, uh, she let it slip that one time I was in using the shower and she had gone in my wallet and gotten my driver's license and social security number. And ran and a check ran, on you. Ran a background check. On oh, me. good for her. <laughs> I know. It actually yeah. is a good thing. Yes. Uh, that, but, that is a, yet another example of why she's yeah. the right person to marry. She's smart. <laughs> yeah. She's, she takes initiative. She's not yeah. fucking around. I love that. Yeah. And thank I God love I, that. Thank God I was going through therapy at the time and all was all about being authentic. So I didn't lie about anything. Yeah. I didn't lie about anything. Yeah. Because she would yeah. she would have known it already. You know. Yep. Yep. She she looked you up. Would you, did she find anything of, of interest? Was there any outstanding warrants or anything? No. I'm clean. I'm clean. You're, you're clean. Couldn't find anything. Clean. You know what? You're clean on the outside. <laughs> Couldn't find anything. Never yeah. done make it stick. Trying to well, make it stick. The, so it turns out that that private investigator we used to scrub your background, it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The other John McRae, who's like 95 Money years well old. spent. The one who died after the Civil War, whose uh, identity you stole. Right. Uh, the other thing, just real quick, uh, a lot of people in college, it's all about hookups. All about yes. Hooking up at parties. Yes. And... Uh, and it's even still, even though hookups at parties in 2015, there was a study done uh, that talked about people will hook up at a party because it's more casual mm. and you're supposed to, it's more fun and it's casual. They let their guard down a little bit. They get right. a little, uh-huh. Right. And they're drunk or high. Right. The alcohol. But then after going out on a, a first date, first dates still say you don't have sex after a first date. What? No. Yeah. What? So it's <laughs> wait, you have sex and the hookup, but then the first date you don't. Right, right. That's what this huh. study in 2015 found was uh, that even after people had hooked up, the idea of a first date after the hookup still says just a peck on the cheek at at, at the end. God, of the night. that was not my experience. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, I occasionally will will have a conversation with uh, somebody my age, uh, usually yeah. a guy who will say something like, uh, uh, you know, God, I wish I had sowed my oats more. I wish I had done more when I was yeah. younger. And I'm sitting there. I don't say it, but I'm sitting there thinking, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah. I had yeah. sex with everything. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I took I, everything. I, yeah. you know, and, and, and I don't have that urge to yeah yeah you, you know i don't and the last thing well, let me tell you this and this may surprise uh other men out there but <laughs> I, I have if i were to have the i would have no interest in a younger woman yeah none yeah zero yeah what the hell you want the, what that's all yeah. <laughs> like what do you talk about what do you what talk do you, about that's what i always say yeah. yeah no yeah I'd want I just a want to come home and watch football. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And have some great loving and then eat yeah, some food yeah. and yeah. Uh, sit next to each other and read our phones. Right. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> but I will say, you know, you bring it up uh, and in closing, we could talk about it. It's, it's fun to date. It's fun to go out and meet people. Uh, I'm all for it. even like we were talking about, even if you get your heart broken, it's such a, I don't know, divinely fun feeling to have your heart broken for a while, you know, and, and it, if, it if is, you're not it dating. Is. Yeah. And if you're not experiencing that, lower your expectations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If yeah. Oh, I can't find anybody. Well, you know what? Yeah. Drop it down a notch. Okay. <laughs> That's what the yeah. universe is trying to tell you. That list that some people have. Yeah, like, the well, checklist. The list, it's, a, it's like, what about checklist that somebody has against you? It's like, no I checklist. Know. No checklist. I, I, I'm always like so, uh, and, and of course I don't say anything, but inside I'm thinking like when somebody said, oh, there's nobody in L.A. to date. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, well, what's the common denominator? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's break this. In. Let's make a column. Let's make a column. Yeah. Two columns. What's what's the common denominator? What's the non-common? Everybody in LA and you. <laughs> I've always said, and I think you know. I've said, uh, you know. Also, please have sex with somebody you don't find attractive. Hmm. That's, uh, that's the best advice yeah. that I can have because. <laughs> It will open your eyes as to what lovemaking is. It will open right, your eyes right. as to what that is and, and, and sort of get a little scratch from what, uh, you know, what, yeah, what our yeah. culture does to us and makes us right. think what we need and what we have to have. That's and, a good uh, idea. Mm -hmm. We need to get a good advice. <laughs> we need to get a grant and set that up. Because you know what? I've always thought too, there'll be times where like, I wonder if they don't think I'm attractive. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm, it's the other way. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. You know? Find somebody that's unattractive who finds you unattractive. <laughs> that's your life mate. <laughs> Marry that person. Right. <laughs> All right, John. Well, I think that comes to a good point uh, for us to conclude this discussion of dating and courtship. Hopefully... We've given some people some ideas for Valentine's Day. I want to mm -hmm. say, Winnie, again, whether or not Winnie. you intended it, great topic. Great, great topic. topic, Winnie. It's so, uh, 
my my when you said that this came from Winnie, it warmed my heart. She's such yeah. a nice person. Yeah, and she um, has other ones. We'll we'll cover. She gave like some really great topic. Like, well, like Winnie, know. don't give him too many. He's gonna be, at some point. McCray's gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, he's. Got, <laughs> I'll be working on it on my deathbed. It'd be if like, anybody thinks that the, 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 this just pops out of Mr. <laughs> Professor McCray's head, please look at the uh, the reference yeah. list that he that we post on for every episode. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. This is not some you know. I'll bullshit. be like, I'll be like Proust on his deathbed, like rewriting the first chapter of it, Remembrance of Things Bad. I'll be like, bring it over. I gotta, I gotta. Uh, Winnie wanted me to do one. On- <laughs> I gotta finish this before I go. I hope so, because that means you're. I like that. I would love for you yeah. to die the way Proust died. That would be a, a fitting ending. All right, John. Well, I love you, man. You too. This uh, is Human ha- Number One signing off, and Human Number Two saying goodbye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you found the podcast interesting, please tell a friend about it, and be sure to check us out on Facebook. And please. Send us some suggestions if you feel that it's a good topic that we should address, because even if it's not, we may address it anyway. <laughs> well, anyway, because we're so OCD. We And by the way, we're hitting uh, four, uh, close to 4,000 downloads. We're about that's to hit amazing. our 4,000 mark. And uh, thank just want to thank everybody out there. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Couldn't do it without you. Love you guys. Love, Love everybody. Ya. All right, John. Bye. Bye.